welcome to Till Death Dose Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping for you Married at First Sight Season 16, Episode 5. Five. It's oh. all about the journey. All about the journey. Hashtag journey. Um, before we get into it, a couple reminders. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you're on because that makes a big difference versus just searching us every time. Leave us a written review. That makes a huge difference in allowing more visibility. And if you feel so inclined, go in the show notes and you can click on our buy me a coffee link. It's a little place where you can contribute to the pod as a one-time thing or a recurring thing. It means a lot. It goes a long way. We put a lot of time into this every week and it's helpful. Okay. And before we get into the episode, we have some very exciting news, people. We have received a MAFS celebrity DM. And no, we are not talking about MTS. That's yesterday's news. MTS, we love you. Uh, but we we do hear from him pretty frequently. This is a current season 16 cast member by the name of Fegging Nicole. We, as you know, have been Nicole stands from day one. From day one. And you know what? I'm damn proud of it. I am too. Because there were a lot of people. There were a lot of haters. That were like, nah, nah, nah. And I was like, no, you guys are wrong. And so I'll let Britt tell the story, but... I just have to say, this is a pro-Nicole pod now, so you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> okay. We will also, be fair. with the caveat. We will be fair. That we will always be fair. And, like, it's not like we have a true personal relationship, though maybe one day we can. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but so we're always going to treat... I mean, hello. They, they, are, they have emerged as fan favorites as of, like, a week or two ago. So, like... Yeah, but it feels good to be ahead of the curve. Uh, it does. It does. It really does. Bottom line, she reached out and she had a message that she said we could share with everyone. So please listen. Hi, a friend recommended your pod and I'm just binging the new episodes. I'm a huge fan. You're both so funny and recap everything with a realistic and positive lens. So I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I can't really say much, but I did want to answer why Mark to Sarah... To Shara. Was my favorite Yankees player. I went, remember when Tim was like, who the fuck's favorite Yankees player is this person? Okay, well, she has an answer. She said, I went to a ton of Yankees games when I lived in New York and I judged the players based on their looks mostly. Good stats are cool, but when you're five beer plus beers deep in the bleachers at a baseball game in 100 degree weather, having some eye candy makes it all the better. Mark was a cutie and his number was 25, which is my lucky number. I don't normally bring Mark to share up in regular convos, especially when first trying to get to know someone. But that particular convo was about why I was so happy our wedding date was the 25th. 25 is my lucky number, birth date, and the number of my favorite former baseball player. So I figured it had to be a good sign. TBD on if it's still my lucky number. Um, shrug, hands in the air, emoji. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, that, that can be read as... I can't tell you what's going to happen, obviously. Obviously. Um, I fucking knew it. I'm so mad at myself (laughs) 
that, and I think I even thought of it after we recorded that podcast. Uh-huh. I knew it was because she thought he was good looking. <laughs> like, I knew that. Gosh, I'm kicking myself. I love it. I mean, so relatable for all of us, Nicole. I mean, really. I wouldn't have, you know, I would have been none the wiser regardless on all this to share uh, business, but. <laughs> it's not that hard of a name to pronounce. No, I know. I just keep questioning myself. <laughs> anyway, because it's spelled not yeah. how it sounds. Yes. Okay, thank uh-huh. you. That's that's that on that. Anyway, we love Nicole. Isn't that exciting? We just wanted to share that with everyone. We got a little inside scoop. Doesn't really like tell us much about the season. It just is more confirmation that Nicole's awesome. Okay. Moving on. Let's get into the app. Let's get into the app. I felt like there was a lot of I mean, awkwardness. There's a lot of awkwardness. And it's natural. I get it. But what I mean by awkwardness is that we... Stilted. Like, fully stilted. Yeah. I mean, these are opportunities to ask questions. And and there were some couples that I thought that did a lot of growing this week. And then other couples that I felt don't know how to have a regular conversation. I mean, I'm watching all of this. I'm watching this episode through the context of you guys have been married for a hundred hours. And how much of that time have you actually spent together? And now you're in this romantic place and we're, we don't know questions to ask, or we ask the wrong inappropriate questions or, we just make awkward comments at dinner about how I made this Don't table. Get Don't get ahead of yourself. I made this food. Stop. <laughs> None of, like, and I'm like, don't you guys want to know about each other? And I do think that there, we'll get into it. There were couples that did a really good job of this. But other couples, it was like, it was very awkward. It was, it was just the theme that I had yeah, the whole time. It was. Something else that really stood out to me is we did not have a single group anything. Yeah. They're really dragging the, this, they're dragging it out. I mean, we got like one day of honeymoons essentially. Well, what I was going to say is usually it seems like usually the group is a meeting up on a daily basis, whether it's for dinner, for drinks, for whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was personally very delighted and maybe it's just, you know, down to like the way they edited everything, but I watched it as a viewer feeling like they really prioritize the couple first. Mm. I like when they like, okay, group stuff is obviously entertaining as hell because it's ripe for conflict drama. It usually makes people start getting compare, which then like creates more drama. So like, You understand why it's good television to smash them all together. Like, we love a great retreat. But as a viewer, especially when you know that for years and years and years, they didn't let the group really meet up much at all. And a lot of people, you know, pontificate online about how they feel like the couples actually were set up for success so much more when they spent less time with the group. Mm. Anyway, all of that to say, I liked that they got like a full day and night where we were not getting into group party zone yet. Yeah. 
uh, and everyone was having like everyone had some version of a vacationy, tropically excursiony. Yes, they had a day date and, and a, then romantic dinner. A night date, yeah, dinner. Yes. So let's jump into Eris and Jasmine first. Oh Good my lord! Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sad for Jasmine. Like, this is just bullshit from day one, and it continues to be so. Eris starts the day by weirdly calling her out on her bacon consumption, which I have some strong fucking feelings about this. There's a lot of bacon shaming in this episode. There is so much bacon shaming. And I think it's bullshit, okay? First off, bacon's amazing. And secondly, she's on vacation. Yeah. Like, he keeps making comments like, what, you eat bacon every day? Shut up, Eris. Like, get off your fucking veggie pedestal. Do whatever you want. Eat your lettuce. But don't shame people. Normal people who eat bacon are happy to eat bacon most days of vacation because it's freaking vacation. Yeah. If I'm, like, I that that's just. So I was already very put off by this. It comes up the next day as well. And I'm just like, hashtag stop bacon shaming. Like, this is... This has to stop. Anyway, uh, we get <laughs> a previous relationship question. And I thought this was interesting because it was like early days still. So he gave this very, oh, she was like, what are some of the reasons why your past relationships have ended? Of course, we all know because he never really actually was in them yeah. <laughs> to begin with. Because a re relationship had not occurred. It had perhaps. not taken place. So she's like, why didn't they work? And he just like keeps it so broad. He's like, I mean, really like 80% me. I mean, it was timing. I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't ready. I'd give up on like the littlest thing, you know. Honestly, amazing people, not any of their faults. And I wrote like, this sounds so bad. And she's still, you can tell she doesn't get the extent of it yet. But boy, is she going to get it tonight. Oh, she'll get, she'll get so the like, full already, extent. So like already, I was just like, ooh, like this is going to, like, why wouldn't you be really, there is not a single person who would be match made with a 39-year-old person who had never been in a real long-term relationship and were married to them, every single person in, in Jasmine's scenario would be freaking out. So, okay, so let's, so I'll hold my horses. But that was like in the morning. And then like he said some nice stuff, like they were talking about life and he like said, because her mom's in chemo, he says that he would be willing to go sit with her yeah, he's saying all the right things. I mean, he's, yeah, he's saying the yeah. right things. They're he nice things. He hasn't become full. He hasn't turned full heel yet. Yeah. But all also, like, also still all very monotone. Yeah. Like, I just am like, you who, Eris? Like, my, uh, my first question is, where's the personality? But then I almost caught myself and didn't say that because we, we see, I think what we're seeing is the personality. At the night dinner, at the get on your knees, like this is his personality. This is what he thinks is funny. And it actually might just really suck. Here's my take on it. He is operating in this situation like he is trying to get a date with or sleep with a person. 
Right. Like he's picking someone up. Right. What he ha- doesn't realize is that he's already been married. He's been married to someone. And that stage of like picking up, I mean, there's like flirting, but the way that he's talking is like, it, there's no, there's not a lot of real depth to it. No. There's not a lot of. It's not very substantive. Yeah. It's not very substantive. So it's very much like a cool guy kind of persona. Yeah. And it's like you, you already have the girl. Right. Now, this is probably why your relationships haven't worked out in the right. past. Drop because, this act. Like drop this Be act person, and, and get to know someone on a deeper level. Yeah. Don't, don't pretend like we're meeting a girl at the bar and we're trying to be funny and put on this charm because it's not really working for anyone. No. Yeah, exactly. It's also like whatever the game that he's playing is, it's like it was cool in 2005. Well, yeah. And it really irrelevant. It works up into a point. I mean, he, in the morning, everything that he's doing and saying is like, Oh, you are this reformed person. And Oh, you're saying all the right things. And then it's like, Okay, well, 12 hours later, we're in a different spot because this no longer works. Much like in the real world, it might work for you to pick up someone at a bar and have this work. Right, but, that night. But that night, but then the next day, it's just, well, we're on to the, our next yeah. thing. So they go snorkeling in the day, nothing too exciting. Seems like they're very attracted to each other. Then we're at dinner. Okay, first things first. Eris is apparently obsessed with being fed. I hate it. I'm and sorry. I, I don't, if it's any, I don't <laughs> care. Like, I, I just don't care what situation, <laughs> whomever, whenever, the the obsession over f- put food in my mouth is it's really weird. Next time, what I think she should do is go full bird <laughs> to chicklets. And chew it up and barf it. Yeah, no, she should she should put like some shrimp in her mouth, chew it up, and go over him and drop it in his mouth and see if he likes that. I'm tired of watching Eris get fed. It's and then he insists, like there's literally tall lit taper candles all over the center of the table. It's a fire hazard, and he's insisting on being fed. Over and it was again. I think I think he said it like a couple times before she was like, "But are you serious?" Because people are like still bringing stuff to the table. There's like, what is wrong with you? Eat your own food. Yeah, you dumbass. Uh, okay, so we have that. He's got he, a food. He fetish. has to get fed over candlesticks. <laughs> Lord knows what he wants to do with food behind closed doors. I mean, apparently it's the next thing he's thinking about, though. So. She goes, bless you. I mean, first off, bless you, Jasmine, that like you have such, I mean, you're you're sorely mistaken, but you have such, like you are giving him such the benefit of the doubt in this moment by making the assumption that, quote, so what else do you want to know about me? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot. Hmm. I'm sure there's a lot. That's the problem. So then we go, What does Ayers have to say? What's your favorite sexual position? Literally, you could go. (sighs) So boring. Any way. Save that for when you get drunk at the jacuzzi later tonight. Like, are you kidding me? You do not start off a dinner and someone says, and once again, I'm sorry if I'm like harping on like the timeline here, but I think it's really important. 
we have known each other for four, three or four days and we have not spent time, the very much time together. Yeah. And we're sitting down at a romantic dinner and we know that this is the time where you get to know people on a deeper level. You ask It's a all very the intentional, we're sitting down for dinner right now in this beautiful tropical location. We ask questions to get at the soul of people because we just met them and we're married to them. Right. And the you best right you have to, to offer is this. I mean, you could write 4,000 questions in a jar and pick one of them. And I guarantee you it would be better than what's your favorite sexual position. Yeah. And it, like, again, we're not prudes. There is a time and a place for that conversation. And it can be very fun and blah, blah, blah. But again, it strikes me. Like, this is something Eris would ask some girl at the bar who's younger than him. Exactly. Like, he's trying to pick her up. Yes. Exactly. It's like, because like, he's just, he, he doesn't know what else to do. So let's sexy up the conversation and try and, like, see if we got a chance. And it's just like, are you kidding me? Like, it's it's almost laughable that, like, sh so what else do you want to know about me? I'm sure there's a lot. His response being that. Then... She's it gets clear. worse. It gets, it gets worse. I know. And I can't she, believe it, but somehow it does. first is like, makes it clear she doesn't like that. And she's trying to keep it light. She's like, what? That's really like, what? Like, that's what you have to ask. Then he goes on to, what's your favorite color? Okay. Oh my God. Like literally I am in kindergarten. Yeah, you know, we went from picking up girls <laughs> in bars. And going straight to talking about like their vagina essentially yeah and then, and then now we're just okay fine if i can't talk about that what's your favorite color now we're in pre-k yeah, we're tk there's so many k's now from what i hear anyway <laughs> so that's going on then oh my god like i'm gonna do a terrible job of re-saying this he goes on some stupid shit that clearly he thinks is funny so she says her favorite color is lavender this mofo oh, I forgot proceeds, this. well, I've heard that uh, women whose favorite colors, and the whole time he's doing this, I'm going, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Like, please don't be what I think it's going to be. Please just surprise the shit out of me. No, I've heard that women whose favorite colors, Lavender's favorite position is downward facing dog. Which I thought again was strictly yoga. Not I a sex know. position. It's actually a fucking yoga okay. position. Okay, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah. apparently he likes to do people yeah, in okay. that position. I, I, I get that. I okay. get that aspect of it. Sounds potentially painful. Whatever. Um, what the uh, the fuck though? Like, I mean, she just said she doesn't want to go there. I I just can't. And and you're watching in real time. He thinks that this is funny. Like, this is his version of joking around. And then he keeps going. Like, well, he maybe, keeps going after could, my years and years of research. Yeah, maybe he has data on this. Maybe his own, his maybe his game. all the people. Maybe his game. Sex. Pick, I know, that's what I'm saying. Maybe his game is, what's your favorite position? sexual position, what's your favorite color? And he's got an Excel sheet at home. And he really does have an enormous no. amount of people no. with lavender. stop it. No, <laughs> I just can't. And then this guy, like, so she basically says, like, 
She's not interested in talking about this in this way. He's giving her a hard time, which is like, it's just awkward. Like, poor girl thought, like, he would want to know real things about who I am as a person. But not only is he asking me this question when we're not there yet, he's continuing. He's turning it into a joke. And now he's trying to make me feel dumb that, like, I'm not into it. And she... Okay, so he's like, it's giving lady vibes. We need you to give whore? Oh, my God. He's, like, giving her a hard time for being so tightly wound. And she's just like, I'm a little more reserved. Yeah, like, most people on day three yeah, knowing Can we them, not equate this to, like, being a prude? And she's probably also... Vi- exactly. There's many components to this. She's very aware her dad is a pastor and going to be watching this. So there is that, which Eris, like... Get your shit together, bro. I'm telling you, by the time the season's over, the highlight tape on the things that Eris has said is not oh going to be, God, f- I no know. one's going to be flattered by that. No. But then he's in a side interview, like during or right after the dinner. He says, I can tell, like, he's like, there's a demon. I got to get the demon side out of her. I've never been a sex mentor. So I guess I'll add that to my resume. Excuse me. Once again, what the hell? What are you talking about? Just because she doesn't want to get like explicit on TV at dinner, like in this setting, you now think that you need to mentor her? No, she is the one who's at least lived with um, like one or two men in her life. She was probably actually having more sex than you, bro. So, like, go suck us something like i this just makes me so angry on so many levels like now he he's completely lost the plot and his sense like bottom line this is his sense of humor and it's just not funny like i love a good sex joke bro like you're not telling good sex jokes you're making it really transparent that you want to have sex with this girl that's the main thing you're thinking about and so you're trying to finagle ways to get you guys there. Yeah. Like it's so see-through, but it's just like, I'm perplexed because it was truly, I think he really thought all of that was funny. And I'm just like, you don't have any comedic timing, dude. No. Like none. Oh, and then we wake up the next morning and we have another bacon shaming. We have another bacon shaming. <laughs> and then, okay. Yes. More weird talk. More so yeah, this combo. is our Frisbee. Or is the frisbee toss time? Frisbee toss. So she's like, they're talking about one thing, and then it leads to her saying something about her sister. And then she's like, Am I like she uses it as a way to pivot? Like, my sister's really important to me. My little sister is like my heart and my pride and joy. And then he gets what if she gets closer to me now that she has a brother in law? No. (laughs) No. And she's like, What? And I was just like, he's an awkward guy. And I, that's 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 all I have to say about yeah, that. that. I was don't just a think, weird, that was such a weird I don't thing think to he say. actually meant it in the nefarious way. No, it yeah, but it was just sounded. Biz- it's just bizarre thing to say. I, I don't know. It's so strange. Again, not very good comedic timing, like trying to tell weird jokes. It's not working, especially with everything else we know about him. Like, we're of course gonna hear that in the way, like the worst way that you could interpret it Mm -hmm. but this is where finally they get real 
And he admits that he's never been in love with a woman. Well, I just do have to interject also that they kind of go back to past relationships again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he he says, yeah, I was in a relationship a year ago. And Jasmine was like, yeah, me too. And it's like, can we not equate their past relationships? No, like what was his? A fling? Probably. I mean, like, it's just not the same. No. It's not the same at all. He's never lived with someone. I'm sorry. Like, At unless 39. you. You're 39. That just, like, I don't, I'm not trying to, like, offend anyone, but that is, like, a big red flag mm-hmm. in a way. For sure. Well, okay, so then now I'm confused because Jasmine, t- her big take, so she's obviously, like, it's setting in and she's, like, totally flabber flamukeled like she's flummoxed and gasted i couldn't get all my gas <laughs> um she's like whoa freaked out and then i guess it probably in a part that we didn't hear but like he was he basically says i've had love for multiple people because after you are like spending time with someone for over a year. I felt like he said no someone for a year, year and a half, two years. Then you have care for them. She took from that, like he said no. And I was like, oh, I bet you have had a lot of flings where you end up staying kind of friends with the girls after. And then like in the second year, now they're just friends and like, sure, I have love for them. Jasmine took away from it that he's been in at least one romantic relationship for a year and a half's time where he never fell in love. I guess I'm like, there's a part of me that feels like, Jasmine, I don't think you still get it. Like, I think that you're still assuming that that was like a real boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. Yeah. And I don't think it's quite that. Yeah, no. I I don't, yeah. It's still like, that is alarming. It's very alarming because it's like- Well, his definition of love, I mean, he's like, oh yeah, you know, like- when something goes wrong, like, I'll be there for you. That's, like, love. And it's like, okay, yeah. that's all we got. This is a this is a problem. This is a, this is a problem. Yeah. And before... We knew it was going to be. We knew it was going to be. And, you know, obviously, we've talked a lot of shit about Eris. But it needs to go... It needs to be acknowledged that, once again, we have screwed a woman mm-hmm. on this journey, Pastor Cal, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Dr. Pepper, I'm talking to you. Whoever or else is involved. Directors. We have screwed another couple because we think we, it, they have this hope thing for some reason. Yeah. And they, and they, they just refuse to look at facts. I'm just like, and you it's, can't and it's freaking stupid and it's annoying. Husband exactly. You can't. The man was having sex with a random The day before he found out he was going to be married. Like, do better, you guys. Do freaking better. I don't care if it's better for your entertainment product. You know what's still entertaining? Seeing couples that are willing to sacrifice sacrifice for each other and compromise. And that, you know, that's still entertaining TV. Because inevitably conflict still comes up in any couples just trying to make it work. We don't have to put someone who is in zero ways qualified for the show on the show just for entertainment purposes. 
and I'm, I'm and you're fucking just, over Jasmine. Exactly. In the and I'm done. I'm done with that bullshit. Well, you, you, but, but you can't really be done. No, I'm here still. But <laughs> theoretically, Guys, don't worry. he's not going anywhere. Theoretically, I just it, it's <laughs> no, I agree. But, but on a larger scale, you can we can still have entertainment on this show. I know, I agree. Yeah, without setting people up with people that are clearly not going to work for them from the top. Exactly. Okay, speaking of subpar matches, oh. Clint and friggin' Gina. So I have to say. This couple's journey on this episode really surprised me. This was the main one where I was like, this is just awkward. Awkward as fuck. And weird. Yeah. It was just, it felt very still stunted, like, the entire time. So, and you can't quite figure out why. Like, so they're on this excursion and they got kind of screwed and you actually end up finding out an after party that like they had been through hell before this even happened. Like, I think their flight got canceled or it almost did. They got there. This would have thrown me. I would have lost my shit and maybe been like, I'm going home. I'm not, I, I revoke my contract sign. They got there and their luggage didn't come for three Days, you are about to be on vacation in a tropical place on national television, and the wardrobe that you packed for said oh. is gone. Like, I would have been pissed. Oh my god! I'll tell I you what, I probably so wouldn't have done though. I probably would not, even amidst this like just horrible situation. I don't think I would have <laughs> bought everything said. with the word Jamaica on it. <laughs> Like, I think I probably, like, Gina did a pretty good job of, like, still finding ways to piece outfits together. Yeah. And Clint just was like, oh, that shirt has no sleeves and says Jamaica. Yeah, let's, let's ride with that. That's the one. I think. I know. I'm like, if you're going to go Jamaica content on your stuff, like, then lean all the way in, please. Get, like, the tie-dye shirt that says Jamaica. Get, like, like do it big or, like. Yeah, or I just, don't do it um, at all. I'm don't like, if that happens to be, I'm like, screw it. Putting clothes on the credit card. Like, just, yeah, I need to put a Jamaica. few outfits together. I'm in Jamaica. I'm not, like, going to the local gift shop. Right. I mean, there's probably limited options, but. There probably is. So, they're on this. So, the, all of that had happened already. And I think that they were weary. And then they go on this fucking excursion to a waterfall and, like, it was only supposed to take like a half an hour to an hour to get there. It takes them three hours. The bus gets lost. Like I'm a little confused by the whole thing, but it seems like it was hard. And you could just tell that Gina had like, she was staying calm, which is what he was like praising her so hard for, but she wasn't happy. And it doesn't take a genius to know that. Like I was like, she's grinning through gritted teeth here. Like, this sucks. And she's just good at containing what she's really feeling right now. Um, I feel like he has kind of a, it's weird. Cause he presents as this adventure man regatta type guy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. His personality is kind of blah. Yeah. Like they're on the bus and he's like, look at these handles handles. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, are, are, it, where's the titillating the, conversation? There's too many couples that are playing. Man. There's too many couples that are playing I spy with each other to try to fill conversation time. It's like, Ooh. look at this chair. Look at, look at this food. <laughs> oh, oh, look at, 
look at these handles. These handles are pretty secure, aren't they? And it's like, whoa, come on. Like, let's let's figure out something to talk about here. I know. And then Clint, like, he had to he had to have at least one douchey quote. I like to go down the path least traveled, or you know, maybe not traveled at all. Okay, Clint, we get it. Like, you are a regatta. Like, move on. Clint, every path that you're on on this trip, someone has taken that path. So just like, <laughs> exactly, you're not. You're literally on a on a very beaten path yeah. of a very touristy attraction. You're not doing okay. backcountry <laughs> walkabouts here. <laughs> But I just put like when, you know, they're like standing in the water. It's not bad, but it's not great. There's not like flowing chemistry. And I just put, I don't feel sparks here. Right. She seems uncomfortable. But then she would like confuse me because she I mean, this is, I guess, her just being a good sport. But she would say things like, yeah, I mean, maybe you can help me be less work obsessed, you know, or like, well, yeah, hopefully you can help me get out of my comfort zone. And it, I was like, huh, like you're really just trying to say nice things, I guess. Well, and I will say, I, there is stages of interacting with people in the water. And the worst stage is the stage where it's like at your knee level. Because <laughs> you have your shirt off. There's nothing to and, do. It's well, weird. Yeah, you have your shirt off and you're kind of standing there. It's like, okay, if your feet are in the water or whatever, then you're... It's fine, or if you're like fully submerged, but when you're at this awkward, I agree level like, where it's like, like I don't know, my my bare legs are showing, and like my stomach is showing, and this my is how bare legs. Well, this is how I feel. I don't know, like I I need to be Your in water. Bare legs. I'm talking Such if as I'm a girl. Every time you wear shorts. No, if I'm a lady, like. <laughs> What? If I'm a lady. No. Okay, continue. There's different levels of water comfort, and probably the most awkward is when the water's just like at your knees. Agreed. Agreed. It, we don't even need to explain it more. Let's just I, like I, agree on that. Okay. Let's um, move on. <laughs> anyway, the best part though, when they're in bed in robes, drinking wine, eating room service at the end of the day like that's their most relatable moment that's one of our favorite ways to like end a day on vacation so loved that everyone else was being bougie and they were like in their robes yeah i was like this is this is legit i want that right now so then the next day they have their pool day he's gushing about them it's all exceeded my expectations and then we get thrown for a little bit of a loop with Gina. She says, yeah, it's been great, but I don't know about you. I'm not feeling an overwhelming physical connection between us yet. Are you? That was interesting. But she was saying it in a way where you were like, it was the first, it's so interesting. You're like, wow, these things really do. Like, there's only so much you can know when you watch people on TV and you don't know like what they're quite feeling yet. And when she said that, it honestly like made all of the awkwardness leading up to that make sense. Mm -hmm. But then it trips me out, right? Because he had just been gushing about her and them. And then like immediately he's like, I feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. But then he <laughs> then does, gets... you know, the experts match just for a reason. And like, you know, I, I just want to like stay the course. I mean, we might go through something and then everything changes. You never know. 
So this is all weird, right? Because it's being spoken about like so matter of factly. It's like, and, and like calmly, you're like, wait, what's he really feeling inside? And then she says, I do believe it can grow over time. I've been with someone before where the physical chemistry grew over time. Then she's like, I think that you like physical attraction can grow. I think that the second she said attraction, it all like that was the beginning of the end Mm. because she had kept it elusive before. It's physical chemistry. That's just like something between two people that you can't control, right? But when you say like, when you move it to like attraction, I felt like I saw his face fall a little bit. Like, oh shit, this is about her not being attracted to me. And Interesting that you say that because I was kind of wondering like, how do you have, the, we get one or two of these every season and how do you have that conversation without it going into looks. And I think you just answered it. I think it's by focusing on the chemistry aspect of it. Because once attractiveness comes in, then attractiveness is a very thin line between attraction and now we're talking about physical features. Yeah. Are you, am like, because there's an implication with that. If I'm not attracted to you, it means I don't find you attractive, Mm -hmm. which is hurtful. So- she says that, and then Big after her foot, foot after her syndrome. long shit though, like then she's like, but I've been in this relation a relationship where it worked, and you know I'm in this, I'm in this for the long haul, and I'm willing to let it grow. And okay, so we're like, you think it's about to like wind down, and she's like, you know, I'm really in it. I just think it's funny because I specifically did say. I don't vibe with gingers, you know? And it's just like. I don't not, vibe with redheads or gingery features. features. Not to say you're unattractive. That's just what you are, you know? <gasps> and then he literally goes, heard. This is. <gasps> this is wrong and bad on so many levels. Yeah. And it, I mean, it she really shows is. her ass because. She could have ended it before. Yeah. And it would have still been salvageable. But you can tell that this is actually, this is crazy. So like when Gina said she had a poker face at the waterfall and he's like, oh, you have a poker face? Like kind of saying like, oh, are you actually having a hard time? And then she goes, no, 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 no. And she laughs it off. This bitch has a real poker face, I think, because I think for days... This has been her fixation because the way that she did that at the end, it's just, it's just this weird thing though. It's like she couldn't contain herself. Yeah. She couldn't control herself probably because deep down she's pretty pissed. Like, which we've been here before. And like, I honestly, if she point blank told them, I do not vibe with redheads. I am not attracted to redheads. Like a really specific, blatant thing like that. I do think it's fucked up that they put her with a redhead. I agree. Like, what the I, hell? I also but that's not hers to say. Yeah, either. and I also think that like I guess it's a little maybe level. this is just like I mean, it is. This maybe this is just semantics, but it's one thing to say like, oh, I've never dated someone with this feature or mm-hmm. that feature. Mm-hmm. 
And then it's just kind of like a weird, deeper level to go be like, I just don't vibe with redheads. Right. Like, that's just an extra kind of mean thing to like say. Like, you're just anti people with my hair color? Yeah, it, it, that's what it sounds like. Like, that's what it sounds <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, like, like, you're anti. Oh, yeah, you know, I just don't prefer to hang out me. with people with red hair. <laughs> it just hasn't worked out for me in the past. And if... And I know. Like, it is just wrong on every single level. And I kind of want to really make sure that we're driving this home. Yeah. Because if we're going to see this reverse next yeah. week. Yeah. And we're going to have an equal reaction to it because it deserves an equal reaction, what he says. I still think it's actually worse, though. Okay. To comment on body. But... Ye- but it's still in the same family. It's in the same family. And and there's no justification. I'm not trying to say what's better or worse. I'm just saying it's 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 close enough. Yeah, no, that, Gina that it, fucked it's, up. It's close enough that we can have a equal reaction to it. And it's fucked up. And she should not have said that. Yeah. And I just think that, okay, you see, you see this per- this isn't a gut reaction to something. Like I've said, it's been four or five days. It's day five of marriage. You've had five days to think about and figure out how you want to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And this is what you came up with. Is it really day five? I feel like you keep saying it's different days. Sorry, it said day five. It did? Day five of marriage. It said at some point in this episode. Okay. Yeah. I thought we were on day like three. No, it said day five. So you've had almost a week to figure out how you want to have this conversation. And this is what you got? Well, this is what happens when you just like bottle and stew and then it just splooges out. Okay, we need to now integrate. So she was on After Party. And of course, we did a rewatch of this horrid conversation. And I found it really interesting. There's a a couple things to think about. So after she goes, we realized we were saying after this conversation, we both realized we were saying too much and we needed to pull it back, which I'm like, LOL, we, but then she almost implies she was like, look at the time it didn't feel weird because he had been saying nonstop since we got on our honeymoon. I live on front street. I live on front street. Be like, I just want it all like bear say whatever you think at any time. And she's like, so I was just kind of going with that. And like, I was like, okay. And like, at the time it didn't feel like this big thing. Like it had felt like we had already been talking that way. And like, he agreed and like, there's a lot, she made it seem like there was a lot that we didn't see where he was actually saying things as well about how he, but like, I, so I took away from that, like, okay, either she's right. And there was a lot more that he was like agreeing with her and saying, and they cut that out for drums or she knows that we're all going to hate him next week because he eventually does say shitty things about her looks. And so she's just like lumping it all together because it happened within a day or two of each other. And she knows she looks bad and she's embarrassed. Mm. I don't know. But I thought that that was interesting. She made like she was everything was we, 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 we at first. And then it wasn't till like, towards the end and I feel Shaquille basically 
was like, oh shit, watching that, like that's the most speechless I've ever seen Clint. This clearly hurt his feelings. And she was kind of like, ah, and he's like, I know Clint. And you, you still don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You're like, okay, do you like him or do you not like him? We don't know. Yeah. But he's like, I just know watching that, that like that really affected him. And like, regardless of anything, like your words do matter. Which I'm like, yeah, Shaquille. Shaquille's just such a sweet man. And you could tell that that affected her. Mm-hmm. And then she did like come around and just basically said something like, yeah, I mean, I clearly maybe went too far with that. I got from her on After Party that they're not together. Definitely, right? <laughs> that's right? The, that's the biggest thing I took away. Yeah. She was kind of in her explaining of of um, this situation. It felt like everyone was trying to coax an apology out of her. And it took a little bit of time yeah. for her to get there. You're right. Totally. Okay, let's move on to Kirsten, Kirsten and Shaq. Kirsten and Shaq, let's do it. So it's interesting because they like made the dissertation and like her being whiny about it, this big thing last week. And it like turns out it really was not that big of a deal. Like she admits that she was irritated at the beginning, but like she's very sweet about it, is like happy she was there. She's glad she went. He said it made him feel good to have her there. I mean, everything about this couple is screaming, we are growing into feeling things for each other. I felt that way throughout all of their segments. Yeah, me too. But the only, I do have a caveat that we need to talk about, but I'll save it to the end. So she's being very sweet. It's just fun seeing the side of her. She's really growing on me. I really, like, I'm enjoying her. Yeah, I would agree with that. They go ATVing. Kirsten is way more adventurous than him, but it's understandable because of his traumatic accident as a child so this guy has serious like he has ptsd with adventurous things like with anything that is like risk involved you know and i just i did feel bad for him because i felt like she was not getting it and he basically says as much on after party he just started laughing goes oh no she wasn't sensitive at all (laughs) (laughs) um but which i also love because i feel like he gets a kick out of her even when she's snotty But anyway, I absolutely died. So like he's going super slow and she's obviously like a little annoyed, like come on and catch up. And then they have that big mud water area that she just like zooms through and water's fine. And he gets to the top and he's like really scared and he's just sitting there staring at it. And then when he finally decides to go, the song, Watch Me Rise. It's like inspirational lyrics and it's like, watch me rise. I don't know what the tone was, but I was dying. So he faces his fear. He rises above. He goes through the water in the ATV. He goes six miles an hour. Yeah. (laughs) And she's actually like very encouraging and is like, I am so proud of you. So then they have this conversation on the cute little hanging swing where he's like, I mean, Again, they're like, she's on his lap. They're like, their faces are like three inches from each other. Like, she seems so into him. And they're talking really close. He's saying, like, how she's everything he wanted. And he's so attracted to her and blah, blah, blah. 
This is when we get the, she says, you're growing on me. But most women say that about their husbands. And she has a way about her where she's, she's saying, I wasn't attracted to you because of your bald head, but with time and like getting to know you better, the attraction's growing. She's saying hurtful things, (laughs) but in like the sweetest, most like, she's saying it in a way where it's not ominous. Like it's like the op, like, does that make sense? Yeah, she and I think part of it's her, her. It, part of it's her tone. Yeah, she's got like it's it's not baby voice, but it's kind of baby voice adjacent. Okay. And so when she says things, she kind of says she things says it in like a, within, almost a flirty way, an optimistic flirty tone. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I mean, it was definitely like a different experience than watching Gina say what she said. Yeah. But obviously we're all holding our breath anyway. Cause it's like, Oh my God, you're, you're saying that one inch away from his face. This is like, ah! he takes it like a total champ, but, and like basically the extent of what he says after is like, that was awkward, but he also doesn't hold it against her. He feels like it makes sense in this process. And then even in after party, Like, I mean, I think he's probably talking some of this up in retrospect, but he he's like, honestly, it really didn't affect me that much. Mm. I'm a very confident guy. Like she can't like she couldn't mess with that, which I think is really attractive. Yeah, I'm like, damn, I want to be like you. But then we get into the kissing stuff. What do we make of this? I had that question I've for you. Never I don't know what someone. is going on with this kissing situa- situation. She says she's not a very good kisser. She doesn't do it that much. And she actually frames it like, does it bother you? And then I just, <sighs> I just, is I've, she playing I, games with us because she's I've, not attracted to him? Or is I've this all real? So many freaking mixed messages Me around too. Kirsten, the non kisser. And I don't know what to make of any of it right. anymore. I really don't. Like, because this conversation is the perfect setting oh my for God. a kiss. You're like, kiss! Like, Every she's step sitting of the on his lap. It's just... She's it's, hanging on him. It's it's like a... I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I can't figure out what is going on with this kissing situation. So, because then she says she likes when he kisses her forehead. And she says she's really thankful he's being patient and that she's working on it. And then in the, in to camera in her interview, she's like, no, it's not him. It's me. I've always like kind of implies like I've always been this way. I'm not super into kissing while they're touching and cuddling and holding hands and everything. And I was just like, she's into him. This is when you would kiss, damn it. But This is where I I have to say I'm confused because in After Party, he says he was getting mixed messages as well, but on another level than what we're talking about because he said she would be all over him for camera. And then the second that camera was not there, she didn't want to be anywhere. Like she didn't want to be touching him at all. And that mm. 
I felt like I learned more from that than the episode. Because, like, my heart just sank. I was like, oh, it's one of those. Is that what it is? And that's what makes me view all of the notes I wrote through, like, a super negative lens. Because now I'm going, wait, here I am, like, actually buying into her bullshit for a second. Which, maybe it's real, okay? But I'm feeling protective of Shaquille, Kirsten. I'm totally buying into her whole, I'm weird about kissing. I just have a weird thing about kissing. It's not you. It's me. I'm hanging all over you and being really sweet and calling you honey and all this shit. Even though like, I don't know, like that wasn't the best case scenario is we're seeing sides of her personality that did not come off in like the first couple episodes And, like, maybe she's defrosting and, like, this is her true heart and, like, yay. And that's what we all hope. And, and like, she just really does have a weird complex about kissing because some guy told her she sucks at it when she was 14. But the bad version of this is, like, she made up her mind about him on day one. The bald head is a no-go for her. She's not really giving him a chance, but she's really good at being on for camera. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's hard to say. I don't I don't know. I really don't. I mean Yeah, I don't I know. wanna have confidence and, and faith in this, but like that whole thing at after party really throws a wrench in everything. I know. And I just it's hard to figure out what's in, you know, other people's heads, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um but Kissing is just a, a, a basic, it, it's just like a, a basic way of showing affection. And so many couples just easily move into that. Yeah. And I'm like, She's how are we really going to. This is like Mirla. Well, how are we going to get further than this? <sighs> right. You know, because. If we're building this up to be the thing. Exactly. That's the thing that. Th- Unless she really has a strange complex and she likes to have sex and she just doesn't like to kiss in all of that. Yeah, maybe. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. There's not enough information. I know. But because it's, it, she's, I'm like, it, we're going to still be talking about when we get to our like sex intimacy week. Oh, yeah. Are we still going to be talking about kissing? Yeah. Because. I think so. I think so too. And that just does not. It's so interesting. There's always at least one female who presents in this exact way, like very guarded and like treats the kiss. Like it's like holds it hostage. Like it's the gift that like you have to work so hard to earn. And like, as if it like means, I always feel like these girls build it up that like, if they give the first kiss, it's like they're telling him that they're in love and like this marriage is working and and they don't know yet. And it's like, bitch, you're not going to know if you don't let yourself go there a little bit. Yeah. And it's Jasmina bizarre because it was it, like this too. Yeah. It's such a, I don't know. It seems like it's such a small percentage of couples, but yet There's at the same time, we've got, one. we've got one every, you know, every 10, 10% of them have been, like this. Yeah. And it's just, I just get worried because, you know, you could say, oh, it's a kiss, whatever. It's so small, but really it's got the potential to become so big. Right. 
when you're Sasha in this kind of is already becoming that already eight week period. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, well, we're not going to figure the mystery of this out right now, but these are definitely things to be thinking about. Finally, we they're having their candle at dinner, and I actually, to like take a turn, I really actually enjoyed Kirsten in this conversation, and I guess if we take her at face value here, it could explain some of her guardedness. So like, she, I liked sh- what how Shaquille introed this. He said, Okay, I feel like a lot of our conversations keep coming back to me and me talking about my stuff. And I want to know you and hear everything about you, which I put in parentheses opposite of Eris. And it was so funny because she was like, yeah, like they have. You have. (laughs) Um, And she explained she's been closed off since the pandemic. I got worried because then he's like validating her. But he and then starts he ends talking up spiraling about, yeah. into talking about himself yeah. again. And it's and like to a point where like you're like, I don't quite know how this is related. We're talking about his mentees suddenly. And well, we get down a little bit of a path here. And you're like, oh no, oh no. Like, is this Shaquille's flaw? Because I haven't seen it yet. And maybe this is it. I think it is. And then she catches him and like she just says in a very like respectful way. That you, what would be really good for me is if you could just like relax a little bit when we're in conversation, because sometimes I feel like you're talking at me. And he takes that really well and he apologizes and he says like, I do think I've been a little bit like, listen, respond, like waiting for my response because I've just wanted to have like, I've wanted to say everything perfectly And she, I just love how she did this. Like, this is how I feel the best way that I feel like feedback can go down in long-term relationship. It doesn't have to be a big, scary, dramatic confront. Like, it can be as simple as like, hey, you're doing this thing, but like, can you just like not? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be, you know, and he takes it in stride and he's like, says this thing. And then she's like, no, I like, no, thank you. I don't want perfection. Just be you. Like, let's just relax and be ourselves. And then they toast to it and they stay sweet. And I just thought like, huh, that was pretty impressive on Kirsten's part. Like, I thought she handled that really well. She addressed the thing, but she wasn't an asshole about it. And so he didn't take it that way. Like, oh no, we have a catastrophe. Yeah. And she actually kind of encouraged him to come out of his shell weirdly in a different way. Like, don't, you know, I'm, you're not at an interview with me. So many questions with these two. I have one thing to add to this. Oh yeah. Um, in he, he talks, you know, he talked about his mentees and wanting like the best for them and a and which is amazing. And like, he just seems like such a stand up amazing guy. And kind of made an equation to like wanting the best for her. Mm. And so something that I'm going to be monitoring Mm -hmm. is it is slippery slope when we start. There's a fine line between being someone's cheerleader Mm -hmm. and being a mentor of such. (laughs) Yeah. And whether it's a sexual mentor like Eris or (laughs) a life coach. Mm-hmm. So to speak, it will not work in your relation in this stage of your relationship. Yeah. 
And and that's something I'm a little concerned, like he might try to take that role. Yeah, that's not going to. And that will not go down with Kirsten very well. No, I mean, it doesn't go down with anyone, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, let's move on to another bizarro couple. Okay. This is, to me, this is in the bizarro camp with. Clint and Gina. And this Eric was and the most awkward, in my opinion. <sighs> okay, so I still don't feel like I fully know who these people are at all, these two. But the more I see, the less comfortable I get. Maybe I understand why they're matched now. Because they're awk? Yeah, just because it's like, oh, we just want to look at each other and smile. But and- okay, let me say something. Okay. I think that. I think that he's bugging the shit out of her. Really? And she's just like really trying to look past all of these things. I mean, they go on their excursion. He's having an absolute bitch fit on the sand about this catamaran that someone else is driving for them. Let no me less. Tell you one thing right now there's no way I'm letting another man lead, sail this small vessel. <laughs> Like, like, where are you going with this? It is tiny. It's this tiny little thing. <laughs> it would be like being in a kayak or a canoe and having someone row from you. It's very, it's not like a, this is not, we're not talking about navigating the canals of Venice here. We're talking about a small catamaran that's extremely easy to steer left and right. Yeah. They're just going in a circle in this small bay, in swimming the pool, right. essentially. Right. And they're just, this whole date is so weird. I mean, I think it could have been cute and fun, but he's just ridiculous about it. And he's worried about falling out. And I'm just like, dude, you're with a girl right now who catches and cleans her own fish dinners. Like, lock it up, okay? Come on. You're on your honeymoon. You just married a stranger. Like, really, you're going to bitch out about the catamaran adventure? Like, it's not even cra- a crazy excursion. No. Like, oh, it killed me. And then he's, like, all worried about how far they'll go, even with the guy driving them. He keeps that conversation going. So here's something that I am, like, picking up on. I'm, like, continuing from last week, what we were saying. Like, is he just, like, the biggest complainer? Like, mm. he cannot just go with the flow with anything. And you can tell that she finds it very unattractive, in my opinion. I think she's like, uh, seriously? And she says to camera, I'm learning that Mac is very vocal about what he doesn't like. And he's not as adventurous as me or open-minded as me. Come on. Like, none of that sounds good. This is day four. Yeah. I don't know, five, Mac, like Mac might be the old soul here. Who knows? No, no, because Mac is just getting old. Like, no, we said old souls don't count anymore when you're in your fucking 30s. Okay. Um, (laughs) This is just, I hated every part of this day. Hated. And then they go to their dinner. Oh, oh my God. And the longest, stupidest, strangest joke. It's a bit that just isn't funny off the bat. It's not that funny. She's not getting it. And like, when you realize someone isn't getting your jokes, you have two options. You drop it as fast as you picked it up and you plow forward, or you make a point 
to like explain the joke or do it better or get them to get it. Okay. And like you run a risk with that because at that point you've probably, if it's already a bad joke, then you're about to bludgeon an already bad joke. Most likely, unless you absolutely kill it in the way that you follow up. Anyways, Mac doesn't get this memo. He starts a joke about how he built the table. I made these candles. I made this table. And she's like, oh, really? He's like, no. He's like, and then dinner. I made this dinner. I'm like, what what the fuck are you saying, dude? This is like, this is horrible. This is horrible. This is a funny bit. And it's not. This is not funny at all. she never got it. He literally had a moment. It was so funny. He did his first few. He kept saying, I built the table. I built the table and the candles. And she's like, oh. And like, just looks at the waiter and he goes, okay. Like, as if like you didn't get it or respond good enough. And then he keeps going. They're so awkward. He's still telling jokes after the dinner about how he made the dinner. And then she suddenly is in an interview and she goes, I think it's a joke. I'm not really following. I guess I missed it. Is this at pool time now? This, I think this was bef- on their way to. Oh, okay. It was when she like, it was after dinner. I don't know yeah. where they were going, but she dr- she tripped. I was like, is she drunk or is she just wearing high heels? I have no notes from dinner because I don't know if they talked about anything. No, they literally talked about how he built a table that he didn't build and how he like made the lobster. He kept going with the food. Mm. Uh, I just, I would put, I feel so uncomfortable. And I just feel like she's trying to look past all the ways that she thinks he's corny. Like the fact that to camera, she's like, yeah, I think that was a joke. Can't really tell. Never got it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think she's in this place right now where she's like, well, we're in Jamaica. Like, yeah, she's this is fine. To, like, Wait till you're stuck. With with this and and he's swiffering floors and you guys are in your apartment and it's not going to be cute and funny anymore. Wait, what's the significance of the swiffering? I just meant like daily. Wait till you're doing <laughs> daily activities and he's like, oh, I, I made, made this swiffer. This couch. Oh, this. Like it, it's just so it's going to get old real fast. When yeah. This is in no, I I just feel like I see the writing on the wall. He's a goober. And she is not down in the, like, they're going to get back and they're going to have lots of problems. And then they're in the pool and, like, clearly he's just obsessed with her boobs. And he wants to, like, have sex in this pool. He can't stop talking about her boobs. And I just put, what a weird couple. I just can't. Well, yeah. And he (laughs) continues, like, trying to say jokes. He's not funny. Not funny. I'm sorry. Mac- you and Eris need to go to the same comedy writing class to learn a thing or two. Mac is not funny. And it is the worst thing in the world <laughs> when you have someone who thinks they have comedic ability and they have none. None <laughs> is there. talk about it. None is there. And they talk about- this week he said, I'm funny. I'm the funny guy. And she's like, no. oh, are you? And he's like, no, like I really am. You're funny. not. If it, it it's it's like the people who say, "Oh, we're so chill, we're so low maintenance." Yeah. Those are the people who are the highest maintenance people. <laughs> Anyone who is a self-proclaimed funny guy, if that's your thing, then you're not funny. It, yeah. It's just, oh my gosh, this guy is gonna kill me for the next the I next. I mean, how many I say weeks? I'm funny, but I know I'm funny. Yeah, and I like, just you too. Y- yeah, I know I'm funny, but I don't need to. 
<laughs> also, we don't walk around saying it. But like, yeah, dude, I mean, if you're going to say I'm funny, you better be fucking funny. Or you really actually just put a way higher. Now people are judging you through a way harsher lens because they're looking for the funny. And guess what? If you, like, you're probably not. Well, it's hard, too, because as a funny person, you need to be able to <laughs> move across crowds and and be in different circumstances and so when someone says i'm the funny guy and they're not funny at all i'm just thinking you hang around with people that are less funny than you because they think that you're the funny guy right. like you need to be able to maneuver and like your material's got to work in different places yeah and i'm just seeing from him like no you don't hang out with anyone who's funny if you're <laughs> the funny guy right i mean no, the, no, okay. we're okay. not. We're Sorry. not going to try to qualify this. You're and, right. And he's just not a funny person, and that's okay. At least thus far, there's a, not a lot of people that aren't funny in this world. Yeah, I just I don't feel good about this couple. They feel like a random mashing. I think that we all know they're not going to work. They all I think of with them is Eric and Virginia. Like that's yeah. all I think yep, about. Yep, with yep, them. yep, yep. Exactly. Um, I mean, she's not as messy as Virginia thus far, but. I just and I, I don't see think a he's similar as, dynamic. He's not like he's as, not as square. rigid. Yeah. He's he's not as square as Eric was. Yeah, they're both not as extreme, but they still It's similar seem really dynamics. Similar. Yeah. Okay. Last and certainly not fagging least, we have Nicole and Chris. Okay, how about this rum tasting? Okay. Like, what the hell? I feel like the producers told the hotel, like, tell your workers to get them messed up as often as possible. Because this wasn't even the first guy serving that was like, I'm here to get you drunk. Yeah, Gina and Clint, the same thing happened with them at their cabana. But this is insane. A rum tasting? This is six shots. And I'm not judging... Chris and Nicole for this. No. But it seems like it's like 10 in the morning. Seriously. <laughs> and I just, I mean, I'm personally have never been a rum person. Yeah, I can't. Like I had a little phase in, in college or whatever, but like, I don't like rum. Rum is what you drink like in high school when you don't know what else to drink. Yeah, Malibu, let's drink it. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I don't, and this is also low key why a vacation to the Caribbean has never like jumped off the page to me because their oh. big drink down there is, I do love a pina. is pina. rum. And I'm like, I can't get behind it. Behind okay, so if much anyone rum. Can help us get behind it, it would be the Jamaicans. Yeah. But a tasting is fascinating to me because it's a nice euphemistic way of saying take six shots. That is at least how this was constructed. Like yes. that was how this tasting was. I Something tells me that if you do an official tasting, rum tasting at a lot of places, you probably are encouraged to go slow, to sip, to smell, to do all the things that Nicole instinctually wanted to do. Um, And the guy was just like, okay, this was like a six foot full collapsible table put up on the beach. (laughs) They grabbed... They grabbed six liquors from behind, six rums from behind the bar, brought it out there, and the guy's like, you, you, must, you must take a shot now. Right. It's insane. I know. I just felt for her. Considering how much, I'm like, you actually held your shit together pretty well because, like, I would have been so much messier at the end of that. Oh, I know. I can't believe they made it to dinner. I know. Like, 
I know, six shots of least, rum. Nicole, did you guys go back to the hotel and take a nap for at well, least three hours? I think that like all we see is the rum. That was their date, and yeah, then dinner. Get dinner. So they okay, yeah, yeah. They, it had to have been they had a, to go a, pass a out. four hour nap there. So, um, dinner. This is. I mean, they're so cute, and obviously, like everyone just needed to like watch Nicole and Chris on a secret camera having their date to learn how to just ask questions and get to the bottom of someone's life and character and everything. They just do it so well. This is what it should look like for everyone. Well, let me just re- re- go back real fast. Already on the on their segments, we've seen a healthy conversation about D-Day. Mm-hmm. We have seen a healthy conversation about their uh, Nicole, like old, old Nicole, when she talked oh. about herself. Right. It, it, we've already seen these things going into dinner. Yeah, we're and, really getting into like our past, our past relationships. Like they know so much more about each other than anybody else yes. right now. Yeah, because they're actually asking legitimate questions and and have the emotional intelligence. Yeah, so we do hit what has the potential to be a very large, large, large bump, which is she isn't sure if she wants kids and he's very sure he wants kids. And she basically, I mean, I, I hear her on her explanation. Like she explains that she didn't want them for the longest time because she was so focused on like being like a wild, adventurous, successful person who like just explodes of success in my career. And, you know, I mean, like, I feel like that's really common for, a lot of young people. And now she said like really recently, it's the first time that she's ever really taken a step back and re and started to evaluate like, why have I been so rigid this way? Mm-hmm. Which I think we've had so many conversations about how like you get into your thirties and you do have some like confusion because there's stories you told yourself or things that you thought were, that were very important to you in your early years of adult life and you set like standards and goals and all of these things that make sense then, but then you get into your thirties and you're, it's not like when you're 22, you think people in their thirties have resigned, which is so funny. Mm-hmm. Cause then you get there and you're like, okay, no, I just know so much more. My value system is actually very different. Like I, the things I appreciate are different. Like I'm in a new chapter of my life and like, LOL, 22 year old me, but yeah. like, shut up. Like you're not make, calling the shots anymore. Yeah, And it can be hard to get rid of that voice actually, because it can, you can like be like, wait, but she wouldn't be into this thing. And it's like, but I am now. Yeah. So anyways, I kind of get the vibe that that's what very much like what, She's describing like it was one of those things that when she was young, she was like, oh, screw that. I'm not having kids. I'm doing life this cool way. And so I at least appreciate that she's been willing to like on her own has evaluated like, wait, maybe I've been too rigid about this. Maybe these things actually do shift. I just think it's still she's still not sure. Mm -hmm. She's still in the examining phase. And. He's very sure. Yeah. Which we're already married. And it's weird because they like really reasonably agree that like this isn't going to be super pressing for another couple years. 
But it's like, but you have to make the choice if you're going to stay together in eight weeks. And he, like, this just worries me because this I, is a pretty big one. I, I was trying to figure out, like, how big of an issue this was. Right. Because like, I, I, I'm... Was with, he just with, brushing it by super fast because that's his personality? Well, with Chris, too, like, I'm... I can't, I'm like, are you being a little too people pleasing right yes, now? Yes, exactly. You know, like, it, or is this really not going to be a non-issue for a couple of years? Or like, I just hope for his sake that he is authentic and yeah. stands firm and is honest with her and himself where he stands on certain things. Agreed. And honestly, it's really hard. Everything we have learned about his personality says he's 100% the kind of guy who, if he thinks the woman of his dreams is sitting across from him, is going to say whatever she wants to yeah. hear about this and go along with it. Because especially with what we know about his history, like no one's ever given him this kind of reciprocal love. Mm -hmm. So, And he's bent over for a lot like worse things in yeah. his past. So like I could see him really struggling with like, you know, maybe this is, I could see him being like, this is worth that sacrifice because at least I Which have Which is fine love. if that's his authentic yes, truth. Yes, yes. Yeah. If, if that's where he lands eventually, cool, but you don't want him to sacrifice. I mean, it's just, that's such a big thing. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's life-defining. That yeah. defines at least 20 years of your life, like, and the rest of it, obviously. But, you know, like, I... Uh, that's a situation that, that we'll be monitoring. Yeah, and okay, I feel like Chris had hives on his face during this dinner. Oh, I didn't notice that. I think it's hard to tell right now what's going everyone's on because sunburned. everyone's sunburned. <laughs> like everyone's got a red face, red nose. Yeah. Who can tell? Okay, well, I'm going to show you a picture after. It's like okay. spotty. Okay. I was just really concerned and I was like, I didn't notice it till towards the end. And I was like, I hope you didn't develop these hives over the course of this conversation. Mm. Maybe it was the rum. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Could have been Sun the six shots of rum. Yeah. Mm. I feel like we addressed everything from after party in those people's sections. I did love the guests they had this week. I thought she was really funny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for my power rankings? Yes, I am ready. All right. Let's do it. We got to shake up. Here's a question for you just in general. Mm -hmm. Do you, what do you weigh higher? Um, if a couple has physical attraction, but the conversation might not be there, uh -huh. or if a couple is actively not attracted to each other, but maybe they have a good like friendship personality thing vibe, what's more substantial <laughs> to you? I just think that they have to be weighed like couple to couple. Okay. Well, here we go. Number five. I have Gina and Clint. Thank God. Okay. Gina and Clint. Okay. Yeah. It's not good. And they're probably going to be here next week too. Yeah. Number four, I have Jasmine and Eris. Okay. Number three, I have Kirsten and Shaq. Okay. Number two. <gasps> no. I'm just saying. No. Okay. Continue. Okay. We haven't gotten a kiss we are confused what's going on here. We are making some progress. Now, Mac 
and Dom are just in this young love. We're not talking about anything. We're canoodling in the pool and living our best lives. Yeah. Ugh. But they're so awkward. I know, they're but maybe weird. they're fine being awkward. Who knows? Okay. And number one, <laughs> our MVP of the season, Nicole and Chris. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. That's what they are. You going to post them this week? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay. I, I forgot to post them last week. Okay, guys. Well, that's it for episode five. And we hope you have amazing weekends. We hope that you take a little bit of time and write us a review and go find us on Instagram and do some polls and like some shit and comment on some shit and talk to us there. Can't wait for next week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.